don't record on Mondays. I feel like you're like, remember when Ernest P. Worrell would open up his closet and all he had was gray t-shirts and mm-hmm. denim uh, vests? Well, that's really every cartoon character from our from our age. Yeah, that's like true. Doug Funny had the same uh, green vest and tan beige shorts. Yeah, and Roger Klotz always with the leather jacket. The Simpsons haven't changed their outfits in 30 years. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, Well, right on. <laughs> that, is a, that is us starting a podcast already in conversation. Welcome once again to Hot Property. My name is Dan Scully. Uh, sorry, cute? BB's barking. Yeah, BB's barking. That's I'm, BB. That's BB. I'm Stephen Richards. And welcome to another week of Silly Fun. Um, I got a fair amount of feedback now that our episodes are going out there. A lot of people seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, we so, have a good, a good. I'm surprised. Thank you guys all for listening and taking, you know, give us like an hour of your day to hear us just talk about stupid shit, the stupidest shit we could just think of. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, uh, just because I want to show you this, and nobody's going to be able to uh, really see it, but I'm going to describe it to them. Uh, the reason I brought up Ernest P. Worrell was a little bit forced because uh, I follow a lot of uh, independent T-shirt creators. And so I knew that when all of the uh, current protests that were going on, once that started, that I was going to buy at least one of the T-shirts that went to charity. And Cavity Colors did this one-time-only T-shirt that doesn't exist uh, outside of this promotion. And that is an earnest, scared, stupid shirt that just came in the mail today. Do you remember that? Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's my earnest, scared, stupid shirt. And the proceeds went to a variety of Black Lives Matter related causes. So pretty cool way. And I'm just I, so pleased that I have an earnest shirt. I did my part for all of the various great um, collection, charity collections that I could possibly do by ordering 16 chacaroni pizzas last week. Did you actually order chacaroni pizzas? No, but God damn, dude, I thought about it. There were so many commercials. They're like, I found, so I re-upped. I go, this will lead into my first thing I want to talk about, which is very short, but okay. I so closed my, window. my uh, YouTube.tv subscription because I wasn't using it before, but now that baseball's coming back this month, I got it back on. Are they doing baseball like at stadiums or just? Yeah, yeah, they're doing it at the stadiums with no, with no crowd. Okay. And people who aren't play, actively playing in the game need to sit in the stands like six rows away from the, the field. They're playing a shortened – games are – seasons are usually 162 games. They're playing a shortened 60-game season. Okay. And they are keeping – So the games it, actually matter this time around. Really, they do. And they're keeping it – It takes a lot of time before it starts mattering in a proper season. Now, I'll tell you why this is good news for us in a second, but they're keeping it regional. So – the Phillies, for instance, won't be playing anybody west of St. Louis. Okay. I think they only play St. Louis once. And uh, it sucks because the teams that are on the East Coast are very stacked at the moment. But in the 60 games of every last season, going back five seasons, the Phillies have been in the first place in our division. Okay. So it could be good. It could bode well. It could be shit, like normal – now, if I knew anything at all about sports, yeah. I would make a joke right here about how the empty stadium <laughs> is nothing new for insert team that doesn't have a good draw here. Can't, but I don't know what team that, that is. Like the Kansas City Royals. Okay, so be like, oh, so uh, they're playing for no uh, 
no fans. I guess that doesn't change anything for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> oh, dude, you fucking got him, man. Oh, God. Oh, fucking call a doctor. I just split my side wide open. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Take your dog dad shirt off so you don't ruin it. I actually own seven insides. of them. I have seven of these shirts. Like, Steve, it's, um, it's Tuesday, and you're, you're wearing a dog mom shirt. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus. I, uh, I, uh, it's the only one I had left. They sent me the wrong one, but my guts are on the inside of the other because <laughs> I laughed so hard. But anyway, so since, so since I got this TV up and I'm, like, putting on sports, uh, like, you know, sports center on the background while I work, um, every other commercial is for the fucking Shakaroni uh, pizza. Does it look good? Like, do they, I guess they oh, put hell it yeah, in, dude. like, because the picture didn't do anything for me. Although, I did get pizza on Saturday, because ever since we were talking about it, I was yeah. like, Saturday night, I'm getting pizza. I'm getting, pizza. oh, no, sorry, it's Friday night, getting pizza. And I tried to and get And so I did get a pizza, and I ate an entire pizza to my head, but it was just from, an, it was like a local place, just like, you know, Joe's, I think it was like Rosa's Pizza or something like that, just nothing and the whole time it was really good pizza and it was what i was craving but the whole time i was like i wonder what this experience would be like if there was twice the pepperoni and zero the amount of crust now i think in the commercial they have shack's hand or a large black man's hand of equal shack size reach in and grab a piece <laughs> of pizza and they're like it's the biggest slice ever because the hand is so big it just looks like a normal slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they probably did? They shot it the way that they shot those like Lord of the Rings things where it's a uh, forced oh, yeah. perspective. And so they just had like, you know, the they put the pizza back and then they just got some random random like regular sized black guy to the pantomime his hand. So it would suggest a huge <laughs> hand, but then you don't have to pay Shaq money. Yeah, there's no way they paid him money just to keep out his hand. I mean, we're talking about yeah. a dude who sells the general insurance. That was pointed out to me once, and it didn't even it didn't even occur to me. I was watching a Fast and Furious movie, and they showed like Paul Walker's hand grabbed the gear shift, and then his foot hit the hit the pedal, and I was like, "Oh man, look at him go!" And someone's like, "I forget who it was," pointed out that that hand and that foot are not Paul Walker's. Yeah, those are just pickup shots, and like, of course, of course it is, but it like never occurred to me. And now the magic is completely gone. Anytime that happens. Yep. And now Anytime there's a close-up of like a finger pulling a trigger or a foot punching it, I'm like, that's not, that's not, that's not Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. I don't know what movie it is, but it might um, be Jesse Eisenberg standing in for Paul Walker. I don't want to keep too long on Papa John's because I feel like we've given him his day in the sun. Um, yeah, and he's like over the last three episodes anyway. But I do want to make a redaction from a previous episode. Uh, okay, Dan, you were correct. He, and I was wrong. He was not. In a pedophilia ring, he did drop an end bomb during a meeting, and the board of directors kicked uh, him out. So I was that somehow feels worse. And some of my um, <laughs> not that it is where it's certainly not, I'm not even going to rank them. Yeah, and some of the feedback that I got, uh, my one friend pointed out that it was not a, a pedo ring; it was him saying the n word. But anyway, so that's so we want to be factually correct as we possibly can here yeah. on hot property. So you still um, don't have to like him. No, but it's just for a in different. In fact, I'm, I I, want to I would him. say that you should hate him. Yeah, yeah, I I have a strong distaste for both him and his pizza. Now, Dan, I want I do want to keep my national chain uh, talk going. So I've got two choices of story here for you, and I'll let you pick one this week, and I'll give you the nice little one next week. Okay, is this is this like snack time? No, not yet. 
We're not in the cupboard yet? I've no, we're not, the, we're not in the snack cupboard yet. I don't okay. even know if I have a snack. Okay. Oh, no, I do have a snack. Um, I, have, I have two snacks. That's fine. Uh, do you want to hear about the um, national chain that is um, summoning hell? Or do you want to hear about the, the newest and refreshing uh, treat of the summer? I feel like that's a pretty stacked option. I'm going to have to go with the national chain that's that's trying to, what was it, raise hell? Summoning hell, yes. Summoning hell. Yeah, because like, I can wait on the treat of the summer because I got plenty of treats, but I got to know about the summoning hell now. This could right. affect my life. <laughs> it might. Yeah. It very well might. So I, this is a story I stumbled upon. This is from 2017, actually, but I don't, I don't remember this happening or at least being at the forefront of my news cycle. Okay. But there is a chain in um, a national brand chain in the U.S. that has, if you look up their locations on Google Maps or Apple Maps, they form in multiple states in multiple locations a pentagram. <laughs> okay. So there's one in San Antonio. There's one in D.C. Okay. There's one in Georgia. There's one in Baltimore. San Francisco, and get this, Brazil. I didn't even know this chain was in Brazil. Wait, now, is this the only things in that chain? What do you mean? Like, if we're if it's drawing a pentagram and we're only picking, how many points is that? Five, five points? Five, yeah, it'd be five. Um, pent. Um, if, the, if they have other things in the chain, then this is just somebody drawing a pentagram on a map. No, like th these are locations of that restaurant, and like this looks like maybe a maybe a fifteen mile radius. Oh, I thought you were talking about like like Brazil, blah blah blah. Okay, so this uh, is, uh, I thought you were saying that those locations like in in, like, in a snapshot of these areas, you will find five of these locations that will draw a pentagram if you look it up on the map. Okay. In in all five of those areas, there is a pentagram, and also Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Is this? Oh man, what is the most hellish of the fast foods? And it's not the thing is, it's not even that hellish. I kind of I I don't remember actually being at this place, um, but I do like them, and they have a signature appetizer that everyone seems to enjoy. A signature appetizer that everyone seems to enjoy. I mean, is it Chili's? No, I have. <laughs> if it was Chili's. This would be breaking fucking news, and I wouldn't. We wouldn't yeah. talk about anything else <laughs> we until we talked about this. About it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do twenty questions. It's a. It's. Is this like a casual dining place? Yes. Is it a quality dining place? Um, like owned by the company Quality Dining. Not necessarily owned, but like the level of where Chili's is at. You I would know, put like it. I would put it above. exactly there. I would put it exactly, exactly there. there. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, all I can think of is Applebee's, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Is it Outback Steakhouse? It is Outback fucking Steakhouse. It is Outback Steakhouse, <laughs> yes. and the appetizer you're talking about is the Awesome Blossom. The blue, the Bloomin' Onion. Oh, Awesome Blossom is the Chili's one, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the Bloomin' Onion. So, as social media decided to kind of call them out on worshipping the devil and being Satanists, their, rea their reaction was, their, their reaction tweet was this. If the bloom and onion is evil, then we don't want to be nice. <laughs> Fucking metal, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. Because you know what? There are no rules at Outback. Yeah. Just right. And again, I, the, one of the more surprising points of this story is that um, there are more than five 
in very close proximity locations of Outback Steakhouse in Brazil. I mean, they, I mean, what I, there's like the Brazilian steak movement that we have here, like Chima and Fogo. So like, I wonder if maybe they were just like, yeah, the steak people, and they just threw it in and, or they just are coasting entirely on the uh, uh, Bloom and Onion. I so, just want to call it a blossom. A bl- blossom. Um, blossom. Awesome, so awesome. I, I, had to, I had to ask myself, right, is there a pentagram in, here in Philadelphia? So I, yeah. I did a 20 mile radius search of around Philadelphia and I could not draw a pentagram because there are um, nine accessible Outback Steakhouse locations in a 20 mile <laughs> radius of Philadelphia. Could you draw a nonogram? I don't know what that is, but you could probably draw that a would couple, be a pentagram like a, with nine, nine points. Well, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I messed up. There's, there's twelve. I'm sorry. There's twelve. 12. So a, a within a twenty mile Dodeca, dodecagram. I that I mean that's like a lot of Outback Steakhouse. In twenty miles of where you are right now. Yeah. Because what's weird is I I can't think of a single one. Uh, there's one. The closest in, one that I know of is in Jersey, and I don't even know if that one's still around. Yeah, that's. I'm looking at that one right now, in your in your hometown near it anyway. It's near Marlton? Springfield. There's one in King of Prussia. I know. Okay, I know the one in KOP. Yeah. The one in King of Prussia is actually next to one of my favorite restaurants, which is um, the Tap House. Oh, yeah. Tap House is good. Yeah. I used to, when I, worked, when I went to the office in Chesterbrook, that's where we'd have happy hour. Anyway. Okay, so now of all of those like chain restaurants like that, what is your favorite? It's Chili's, dude. Is it really? Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. I'll tell you I can't, what. Like think of chilies. I think I go with either uh, Champs or I kind of like Chickies and Pete's just because they usually have good seafood soup and cheap beer. Well, Champs is closed now. Oh yeah, I guess Champs is closed. Yeah. Sounds a bitch. Oh yeah, because you know what? The Champs in Marlton became a Chickies and Pete's. So I, I guess actually, that's a I don't like Chickies and Pete's. I don't like them all. No? I'm not a big fan. I of imagine the food's not great. Maybe it's the ambiance I'm thinking about, and I'm associating it with champs. Says the guy who doesn't like sports, and that's a sports bar. Yeah, but I mean, I like going to sports bars. I like going to sports. <laughs> yeah, and I like going to sports games, and I like um, some sports. I watch boxing pretty regularly, and but so Friday was one of my friend's birthdays, and she always gets Applebee's um, on her birthday without fail. Mm-hmm. So, but we had to order in this time. Well, that's the strangest tradition, but I don't. I it's it, that would take an entire episode to talk about. Um, okay, but the entire time that I'm eating, I got some uh, like Asian zinger boneless wings or something, and the entire <laughs> time Applebee's thing. The entire time I'm eating fajitas, them, <laughs> not chilies, fajitas. Yeah. <laughs> the entire time I'm eating these wings, I'm like. I really wish these were honey chipotle chicken crispers. <laughs> those are the best things in the world. When you presented the food, were you like, "Apple birthday to"? No, me. we did. There Apple was another. Birthday. That's what I would do. There was another ex Chili's alum there, but she worked at a different store. Uh, I never met her before, like two years ago. Okay, but still, we're bonded in blood. But we were ta- we were kind of like we we're kind of like making face at each other, like I really wish this was Chili's. So would be so much better. <laughs> And then like we were, they cooked this in a different phase. Yeah. And yeah, then we were we gotta, talking about um, the birthday, the fucking terrible, just like shameful 
thing, performance we'd have to put on doing the birthday song every time we had to do it. And I told him, I told him, you know, the reason that I quit Chili's, not the main reason, but one of the reasons that I quit Chili's is yeah. that they, they introduced table side guac. And I was like, absolutely not. Fuck that. I'm not making guac. <laughs> two weeks notice on the table. There it is. See, I didn't even give two weeks notice. It was one of those where I finally got like an office job. So I was like, keep me on on Saturdays. And then I took the bus out there on my first Saturday. And I was like, you know what? Can I go home? And can you take me <laughs> off the schedule? And the Heather was like, yeah, that's fine. And yeah. then I just never went back to Chili's again. <laughs> I thought I was going to keep the Saturday shift. But I just, as soon as I went out there, I was like, this is not a thing. Can I talk about this other thing I have real quick, though? Because it's really good. Absolutely. I want to talk okay. about yeah, so, whatever you want. This is the weirdest fucking promotion I've ever seen in my life. As now, uh, people that are listening, as Steve did that, I got an interesting visual. It appeared that you just pulled a necktie out of your crotch as you said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. I also try. I'm practicing my um, my short form magic as well. So. <laughs> um, okay, so I kind of I kind of took this from another podcast, but it's just such an interesting and weird fucking thing that I need to talk about it with you. Absolutely, I'm in. Here's the headline for this press release. Baskin Robbins and Bud Light seltzer pairings are the summer drinks you never knew you needed. I am positive that I don't need it. In fact, I'd like to forget it that I know about it. The weird thing about this is that this seems like, what what do you think about when you read this? That you can go to a Baskin Robbins and get a spiked Baskin Robbins fruit drink or something? Yeah, like in my head, I'm picturing the way that you make a root beer float. They're yeah. making Baskin Robbins and Bud Light lime floats. That's where my head went. We've got four tasty ways to do just that. Bud Light seltzer features natural carbonation and quality ingredients like sparkling water, real cane sugar, and natural fruit flavors. The perfect canvas for an adult ice cream float. Asterix. The asterisk is all recipes include Bud Light seltzer, which is an alcoholic beverage for 21, ages 21 and up. Now, here's the thing, though. Are they doing what I'm saying? They're doing floats? They, no, they're not. You're doing them. Okay. I, well, I'm not doing them. No, this no, is where if I was like, if I was, uh, if I was less hilarious, I would make a joke about how I, I thought Bud Light already made seltzer. That is because that it's is. a beer with no flavor. But I feel like that salt. joke was made when seltzer so they released that they released their seltzer. Yeah, but we didn't have a podcast. Then. That's true. Now, here's what I mean What's by my outlet for that, Steve. Here's what I mean by you're making at them Jenna like ten times, and she asked me to stop. So it's I can't. Where's my outlet? Somewhere else, not here. <laughs> what I meant by when I said you'll be making them is because they're not selling Bud Light floats at Baskin Robbins. They're suggesting that you pick up Baskin Robbins, go to your shitty home where you drink Bud Light seltzer, and put Bud Light seltzer in their fucking shitty ice cream. And they give you recipes to do that. This is the weirdest, like... So they are suggesting floats. Yeah, but th- this is a cross-promotion where you can't actually buy the two products at the same place. They tell you where you can get both items delivered to your, to your shitty house, um, but you cannot go in and get a Bud Light seltzer float at any Baskin-Robbins location. I feel like this is a leg up for Baskin-Robbins because I don't think they're helping Bud Light. Bud Light's got the, the market. I don't understand. Baskin-Robbins, I don't know. But what's I just weird don't understand is, it. If I had that, because... To me, they have to sell me on the concept of a seltzer float. And, like, I'm not fully in on that. And I eat weird shit, like cheese ends. 
So I can't imagine that the world <laughs> is in on that. Do you want to hear but the name? But at the same time, or... if I'm super into this concept, I'm going to get the Bud Light Lime because that's the most important ingredient. And then I'm going to get any ice cream likely at the same store and not Baskin Robbins. So I feel like it's not really a cross promotion that, that sounds lucrative to me. It shouldn't, and that's what I'm saying. Like, how do, like, they're not going to have signs up saying, don't forget your Bud Light um, seltzer. Yeah, at Baskin In the Robbins. store. Yeah. I could see on the Bud Light <laughs> thing, like, because conceptually it would be a leg up for Baskin Robbins because they're not as huge as Bud, but I feel like it'll be on the sign or on the box of the Bud Light, like, pair this with Baskin Robbins. And people are like, yeah, I guess I could pour it on some ice cream. Oh, look, the freezer container has ice cream here and there's store brand and it's $2. But there's also, also something that you have to seek out two different locations or get two different items delivered to your house. Mm-hmm. In no way can you, like the, the vertical integration just isn't there. Wait, you said something interesting though. This is a relatively new thing, correct? Yeah. Maybe, they, maybe they've done some market research on the ordering of items to home, like through like things like GoPuff or whatever. Maybe that's the angle that they're playing. It's still not great, but maybe that's where that's still the range Here are the four flavors they recommend. Let's hear. Rainbow sherbet, <clears throat> or sherbet, paired with lemon-lime seltzer, which sounds disgusting. That, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm doing this, which I'm not, that sounds okay. Daiquiri ice, paired with strawberry seltzer. Okay. Here's the one I would probably be into. The raspberry sorbet, paired with black cherry seltzer. That that I I'm a little biased against cherry flavored things. I like some of them, but they get medicine to me pretty quick. Yeah, I kind of like it. Or the triple mango paired with a mango seltzer. That's too much. That's that's, that's four mangoes. Mango. That's I think four I'm fucking mangoes. The sherbet one. Yeah, that's too many mangoes. Yeah, I'll take four cheese. You know, in end form, if at all possible. But four mangoes. That's too much. Yeah. So that's that's the national chain information i have for you today right on and we've right spent we've spent a good half an hour talking about the national well i think we should dance, move so. over to the the uh snacks covered because i have a particularly anti-national chain snack that i've been notching on this is this is totally turning into just a food podcast and i'm okay with it yeah i'm okay with it too we'll get to some other stuff but i do i do um, have a segment coming up that i think you'll be happy with that it's not food. okay i'm into that but I want to tell you about a snack that is the best snack. And, uh, Better than cheese ends? It goes up there, and it goes with cheese ends. When's the last time you had grapes? That's vertical integration. Oh, grapes are great. Dude, I, that's all I got. That's my snack of the week. Is Remember grapes? Go back down memory lane. Oh, yeah. And think of all the grapes you had as a kid. And as an adult, you should think now, I'm going to go out and get some grapes and do it. And you won't be, you will not regret that you got grapes. It's funny that you say that because I've decided that one of my favorite flavor pairings are red grapes and a sharp cheddar cheese. Dude, it's amazing. Yeah. Or what you do is with cheese ends, you could play a game of cheese roulette, if you will, where you take the grapes. I think you do that naturally with cheese ends though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It, it happens automatically, but you make it fun. You get into it, and you go, oh, oh, this grape, it's so good. You have someone fanning you, perhaps. And then you bite into it, and you go, oh, Swiss. Uh, maybe maybe not so great, but whatever. Cheese is cheese. And you get another one. Oh, American, that's not bad. And then, oh, jalapeno. Uh, oh, it's a God. little rough. 
But you know what? That one you can kind of tell. Uh, cheese whiz. Yeah. <laughs> I would put, I'd put whiz on a grape. Yeah. Wants to try it to know. Yeah. But uh, I, I grew up as a kid eating green grapes or white grapes, as they're sometimes called, mm. or yellow grapes. I don't know. But as an adult, I've really come into enjoying red grapes. Yeah, red grapes are bust for me. Yeah, I mean, I like the green And ones. seedless. Oh, we got to go seedless. Although every once in a while, since we get them from, like, the, the fruit distributor, they'll be marketed as seedless, but they'll have, like, one, like, tiny little half seed in it. And that's always a little bit satisfying. I usually mail that back in an envelope to the distributor. <laughs> and with a note that says, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like please, please send yes, all look, seed and like, I'll grapes back to point us, to the seed and circle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll point to the actual seed. I'll I'll glue the actual half a grape onto the piece of paper. Point to the seed, circle on the grape where the seed is, and then send that um, express overnight. I'll pay the extra twelve dollars just to make I sure they get the it seed. in time. I bronze the seed. I bronze the grape, and then I put them into the envelope. <laughs> I bronze the envelope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, red grapes are really where it's at. And I think that the shift into red grapes in my life was made because of Wawa making a cup of red, red grapes oh, yeah. readily available. Yeah. And that used to be like, because I'm not a big popcorn guy, but whenever I go to the movies, we'd stop at Wawa. And lots of times I would end up getting like two of those red grapes things and a pepperoni cup. Wawa also Just had a uh, or chacaroni cup. Wawa also <laughs> yeah. had a. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Respect, respect. <laughs> Wawa also had a protein pack, which was like little crackers, uh, gr- gr- red grapes, cheddar cheese, yep. and then just like a loaf of like sweet bread. Yeah, like a tiny three-inch loaf of sweet bread, and I'm like, if I'm looking for, if I'm one who exercises, which I'm not. And I'm looking for protein. I'm not going to eat an entire fucking little loaf of sweet cake. Ooh, I am. And I'm a guy who exercises sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes. I, I fuck you said me. you had two snacks, though. Yes. So uh, this, is just, this is just something that uh, uh, I've, I've always known existed but never gave a shot. Um, have you ever been checking out at the supermarket? And you look over and next to the chiclets and the Kit Kats, there are these little teardropped shaped bottles of just squirty juice that you squirt into a water bottle and shake up and it becomes oh gator. the mio mio that's i yeah. call I, I just call them squirty boys <laughs> it's just what it's been dubbed all right uh it's something that just happened naturally in the conversations in my house <laughs> and um so yeah but uh i highly recommend squirty boys i have uh i drink a lot of water but uh, i should have been drinking more and now i drink even more because it's got electrolytes and it's lemon lime flavor or kiwi strawberry, or grape. I'm gonna go ahead and just strike Mio off the list of potential advertisers since you just called them Squirty Boys. I think that they're probably gonna circle me on a list of potential <laughs> new hirees where they go, this guy's thinking big, he's thinking outside the cupboard, and he's making things hip and cool for the contemporary generation. All right, well, we'll see, time will tell. Once we- like, Squirty Boys, it's weird. Everybody likes weird now. Weird's the new, not weird. So bring him in. We use the word zeitgeist. He's got the zeitgeist. Yeah. He's talking <laughs> cheese ends. He's buttering pop tarts. He's thinking about champs. Champs isn't even it doesn't exist. This guy is who we want here at Squirty Boys. <laughs> at Squirty Boys. <laughs> Mio the LLC. 
My snack of the week is I was at a, a Saturday unrelated to any holiday barbecue. And um, the hostess had brought out dessert. And some so wait, of that, was this a barbecue scheduled on a holiday? Yeah. That was not holiday themed? Yeah, that we're not, we're not celebrating a particular holiday this year. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. But, you know, I can be proud of that <laughs> These desserts, and like there was um, a couple that was from Mexico that brought out like this really great mango strawberry frozen puree. There was a, a pretzel, pretzel crusted strawberry pie. Oh my God. But I looked past, oh, and there was like homemade oh, brownies. Oh my God. And homemade crusted strawberry pie. But I looked past all that because there was an item I hadn't seen in a long time, and it was Entenmann's mini muffins. Ooh, ooh, and ooh. since I was only allowing myself to, ha- to ha- not to have one dessert, I had to go with. That. I sacrificed all that gourmet shit and went right for the mini muffins. With and the I mini muffins say, in individual wrappers, in individual bags, yeah. Dude, that's when you take the wrapper, you put it in your bag. And then you go for this pretzel crusted strawberry pie. Are you fucking crazy? I did have I, I did have a bite of it because the hostess was an Italian mom who will just force food food down your throat. Fair enough. Um, so it was delicious, fantastic. But the Entenmann's mini muffins just brought me back to childhood, and yeah. it was they're the perfect bite size muffin. Mm, can't go wrong with that. And I, I've totally, I totally forgot about them till that very moment. And then it was one of those, like, surprise. These still exist. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. I haven't had those in ages. Yeah, I mean. They are really good. What, what flavor were they? It was chocolate. It was the chocolate. They're the best ones. Yeah. Like, I fucks with the blueberry, but, like, chocolate, mm, that is yeah. the, that is it. I remember as a kid, I was in first grade, and I was eating bite-sized muffins, and I was, like, being a funny little seven-year-old. And I remember trying, and since you're little, bite-sized is a little bit too big for your mouth. Yeah. And so <laughs> in class, that was my bit, was I ate it, it was too big. And I was like, what? They said bite-sized. And let me tell you, the kids immediately to my left and to my right in that classroom thought it was gold. And I knew. I knew one day <laughs> I would be slinging jokes on a podcast. Yep. And that you, was fucking, it. you fucking made it, dude. I did it. I just came full circle. Tonight's um, the night we honor our suicide pact. Are you ready, what? sir? What? Yeah. What? What suicide pact? The one that you set up. This is the whole thing. It's on LinkedIn. I must have been really drunk that night. It's, I mean, it's on LinkedIn. There's no backing out. Is it's it really? A, are you kidding me? Is this a bit? It might be a bit. Is it? Oh, well, I'm scared. Is there really a suicide? Did I post a suicide pact on LinkedIn? I don't know. Did you? What do you, what oh, do you say? God. No, gotta, this is all just me doing it. I got to scrub everything. Here. Yeah. Um, so I found this um, uh, this really great new subreddit. Oh, what is it? It's called Stupid Questions. <laughs> oh, dude, I, yeah, I follow that. Do you, do you did you look at it today? No, I have not. I actually. Well, when was, when was the last time you looked at it? Oh, I don't know. I follow a lot of subreddits, so probably two to three months ago. Okay, can I ask you just a handful of these questions, and I want you to answer them in in the most honest way you can. Okay, but you have to answer them too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. <laughs> top. You're like top. I brought the questions, therefore I should never. Ask I was gonna them say because I already know what I'm gonna asking you, so like I, I had time to think about it. I want your raw emotional and intellectual reaction. Raw emotional and intellectual. Yeah. You sound like the people that would come into Chili's and be like, "I want my steak well done," 
but really Red, juicy. Yeah. And he'd be I like, want, yeah, let me just go bend the laws of physics. I the want back. the crispy critter and the quizo. Yeah. I still oh the gel penis burger. I told I, that, that story. Is, I told that story of the barbecue. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I, can't, I told I, I told it as if it was mine though. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. I, I used to do it on stage, so there's records of it somewhere if the question comes up. I'm just glad that you got some some life out of it. No, know? nobody nobody laughs at it. I'll never tell it again. Yeah, fair enough. Well good. And now no you one knows fucked up the delivery. Let's just move on. Because um, I know the material's good. All right, let's see, let's hear it, and we'll see yeah. how many people laugh at it. <laughs> I can't do it now. Why not? Done. Okay. Because I haven't done stand-up comedy in like five years. All right. Question number one: Is Imagine Dragons really the new Nickelback? Uh, I'm gonna say no. I that's that's a really interesting thought, um, but I'm gonna say no because there are a couple Imagine Dragons songs that are pretty cool. Okay. Because they did the Mission Impossible Fallout theme. I also like Radioactive. I don't know that one. The only other one I know is they do a cover of Blank Space by Taylor Swift. That's oh, yeah. really, really good. And at the it's a live cut. So at the beginning, the guy's like, you know what? I actually like this song. It has like a really great melody. And everyone kind of reacts. And he's like, what? It really, really does. And I was like, <laughs> he's cool in this moment. And I've never felt uh, uh, anything but Emity uh, towards Nickelback. So I'd say that they're different in that. And hey, Nickelback, more power to you. There was that they one. Never heard, they never hurt anybody. They're doing what they love and they're getting paid. So I respect that. But they are garbage musicians. The only Nickelback song I ever liked, I don't even know if you can call it a Nickelback song, is the one that Chad Kroger did for the, the original Spider Man starring Tobey Maguire about. I don't know that one. Um, uh, and they see that a hero can save us. That one. Oh, okay. Yeah. That song's all right. <laughs> it's fucking, it's like the ultimate. What was it like? Probably like early aughts, like kind yeah, of song. That era. It's Bob right. Rock. Is it stupid? And they also like. I don't like the song, but I've had plenty, like more than a song's worth of entertainment, just because of the existence of this photograph and all of its different shapes and sizes. Yeah, that memes, song has yeah. entertained me more than many things. Um, take that, you know. Whatever, yeah. However you want to define that, but I, I've gotten a lot out of it, so I'll give them that. All right. Is it stupid? So you know ha- what? Yes. I've changed my answer. <laughs> yes. Imagine Dragons is the new Nickelback. You're correct. All right. We've we put that to bed. Yeah. Is it stupid to have a tiny birthday cake for my stuffed animal? No. Whatever. Do what you want. Live your life. Um, if your stuffed animal is a uh, is like a former pet that you got stuffed, then I feel a little bit stranger about it, but still do what you want. Okay. This one's, this one's titled Portal. If I create a portal inside a box and then create another portal that ha- that's connected to the first one, what will happen when I throw that box inside the second portal? Ooh. It's funny that that portal is like a subgenre of stupid questions because people, yeah. <laughs> people frequently ask about portals. So, okay, wait, let me just wrap my head around it and make sure I've got it straight. So there's a portal inside the box. Yeah. And then there's a portal on the wall. Yeah. And then I throw the, the box into, the, into portal. the portal. Yeah. I think what probably happens, I mean, it's one of two things. Uh, one is either it just doesn't go through that portal and it hits it as if it were a wall. Okay. Or apocalypse. 
<laughs> Got it. All right. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, because let's see. So it would go in, and as it was going into the portal in the wall, it would be. It would be emerging. ripped out from the inside, I feel like. No, because you know what? We'd have to call into a question what is the size of the portal? Because the portal in the wall can feasibly only be as big as the portal inside of the box. So, since the portal inside of the box is smaller than the actual box itself, the box wouldn't fit all the way through the portal. So at most what would happen is a corner of the box would go through, that corner would also appear inside the box, but then it would fall back on the ground. And so it would almost be as if you threw it at the wall and stuff. So I think that I proved that that's what would happen. All right. What do you think? I think that's pretty valid. I can't wrap my mind around it. What if the world was no, made think, of potatoes? Okay. <laughs> we got to go back. Think about it. Okay. <laughs> so you have a you have a box. I have that to draw. I have one, to draw it or something. No, no, one square foot box. Okay. So you throw a a, a portal into that. So feasibly, that portal cannot go beyond the outside of the box. So that is a slightly less than one square foot size portal. So if I shoot another portal onto the wall, if it's the other end of that portal, it would only be as big as the original source portal. Okay. So slightly less than a foot. I pick up box, I throw it into the portal. It doesn't fit in the portal because the portal is smaller than it. Oh yeah, okay, I see what you're saying now. And so it would go in up to a point, and up to that point it would that would happen inside the box. Yeah. But since it couldn't go through, it would fall and everything would be fun. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. Now, here's another question. Let's say we take the box, we hold it open next to the portal, and then just like chuck a bowling ball, or no, we'll make it a baseball, chuck a baseball into the portal so that it just keeps going into the box, out of the portal, out of the box. I think that yeah. could be potentially disastrous. Well, that's what everyone did in the game Portal. I've never played it. Oh, well, you're missing out. <clears throat> I, well, I don't have a system that it's on, but I've heard that it's like my kind of game. Um, Is it on Switch? No. What if, what if the world was made of potatoes? We certainly couldn't grow potatoes because the soil would already be potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like fries and potato chips would sort of lose their luster. Um, that, that would really be the only thing we'd be able to eat. Yeah, we, we would slowly, eat that. We would slowly, we were already consuming the Earth's resources at this moment in our lives, but at this point yeah. we'd be actually consuming the Earth. And we can't survive on potatoes, so I think the answer is probably cannibalism. Matt happen. Damon did. Yeah, for a, for a while. For a bit. I guess you're right. I just don't think we'd last that long. Um, all right. <clears throat> when dog food is new and improved tasting, who tests it? Oh. I mean, I would assume that they have like a like a crack team of dogs that they gauge their reaction. But uh, I think that there's probably, it's probably a, like a dude. In my, in my experience with dogs anyway, dogs are pretty much cool with whatever you feed them, even if it's something they shouldn't be having because they don't know yeah. anything. They don't know any better. I think they probably have some data somewhere about like, what things dogs genuinely respond to. So when they say new and improved, it's just they like beefed up the amounts. Okay. But well, that, uh that was an easy answer. Yeah, I, I feel like though like 
like I used to always joke that like you know the the bacon strips it was like dogs don't know it's not bacon it's like dogs don't really know what bacon is <laughs> like they don't really have a comparison point I would I would argue that if, if dogs were to know what any one certain thing was, it's fucking bacon. Because every true, <laughs> like true. I've never seen a dog go crazier for anything like, harder than they go crazy for bacon. I'll just say that if I held up a piece of bacon, if I fed my dog bacon and I fed my dog bacon strips, my dog would probably respond differently to those treats, and it would never confuse one for the other. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, well, I'll do one more question off this, and then we'll move on. Make it um, a doozy. How, how do blink? I've been having near blindness, and my friends just uh, learned how to blink. How do I do it, or what's the secret? Oh, wait, uh, back, back that one back up. Start, start that one over. What? How, how do blink? So I guess that's how do I blink. I've been having near blindness, and my friends just that I learned how to blink. How do I do it? Or what's the secret? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I'm assuming is the question is that this is a person who's blind. And because they were blind, they never needed to blink. And now they have vision? No, I, he's been thus, having, they've been having near blindness. Because they don't blink. I'm guessing that's probably a reactionary of it. Or, I mean, I, mean, a, I feel like they should... Side effect see a professional who isn't Reddit. I mean, at least go to WebMD. Well, here's, here's something interesting. If you look at the comments of this one, one, one helpful user Reddit said, just close, open your eye for a few seconds. Blink means repeated action that in a quicker way. Do it often and help your eyes reduce stress or tired. Or if your eyes are really tired, then close it for a few minutes. It will be better. <laughs> That's what I can help. I hope you will be fine. And then the original poster... <coughs> I'm so warmed by how how open and helpful and earnest that was. Oh my goodness. That's not from Reddit. The original poster responded, but how do I close my eyes? <laughs> so this this person whose username is by the way Steam Powered Wolf uh needs a lot of help, guys. So if, you, if That's our <laughs> If our listeners want to go on uh, stupid questions, Reddit, and give this guy a hand or an eye, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be best. That would be great if the original commenter then commented back, like, well, then I don't know how the fuck I'm going to help you. What the hell? I just don't know what to think about that. There's a, uh, there's a subreddit that you should follow called Rimjob Steve. No, I'm and, good. <laughs> no, no. Rimjob Steve is. Uh, pictures and links to helpful or kind comments by people with utterly horrifying usernames and oh, the original God. one was somebody said something very nice and their username was rimjob steve so the person like they, they did like a compliment and the person was like uh thank you rimjob steve and so now it's just you know people being like oh you know uh, uh we should all be trying to be more open-minded but their username is just like Hitler titties come in my butt. It's just like ridiculous shit. It's actually and ironic I, that you say that because I found stupid questions um, Reddit based off of a comment off of the movie Reddit by a billionaire penis. <laughs> That's pretty good, but I can't yeah. think of uh, I can't think of two words that make a scarier combination. And I'm like billionaire penis. I'm like, what is? I gotta see what billionaire penis is all about. So I clicked on his activity. 
He loves Walter Mitty, especially the skateboard scene. Okay. Um, on, he gets really deep when he comments on something that says, we all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. Oh, that's from the movie The Mask. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he argues about people consciously choosing what to believe in. Okay. And, oh, and then this is funny. In uh, subreddit Alberta, he's Canadian, obviously, he posts, why aren't we manufacturing anything? I mean, I'm not, up, I'm not up to speed on the economy of Canada, so I can, I can this, tell you they're really It's happy. very maple syrup based, as I yeah. understand, and mooses. <laughs> it, just um, seemed, it just seemed very upset. Why aren't we manufacturing anything? Billionaire penis. Is Signed, he the one that, that, penis. that couldn't blink? No, that's a different guy. That was just, that's how that you was, got there? Um, that was Steam Powered Wolf. Oh, Steam Powered Wolf. Yes, yeah. I forgot. Yes. <laughs> Maybe get some Steam Powered Eyelids. Ooh, that's that would, the answer. That would burn, though. I would burn that's the powder. answer. Oh, I like this segment. Stupid questions? Yeah. Very, very good stuff. We'll keep it, then. Yeah, I'm into it. I just had things that I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. What do you got? I mean, they're not... Well, I, I wanted to talk about the book that I was reading. I because to, I don't know how to read. Okay, well, Next. I'm going to teach you. Left to right. Next subject. To <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I want to tell now, you. What's the book? What's the book? <laughs> so, uh, while, while we've been in quarantine, I've started to get into reading a lot of stuff about cryptids and conspiracy theories and all that fun stuff. Not because I believe them, but because I find them fun. They're always so imaginative. I, I enjoy it. It's like a writing thing. So, I am currently reading The Mothman Prophecies. Mm. And the Mothman Prophecies by John Keel was adapted into the Richard Gere uh, movie that was Richard I think, Gere. Generally... That's the name I was searching for in my head. Uh, oh, just now, or were you yeah. searching for him for other reasons? Like last night, <laughs> I've been like, looking for Richard Gere for years. Who's that beady-eyed guy who gives them the razzle dazzle in Chicago? Oh, I, I must a, know. I have a documentary called Finding Richard Gere coming out next year. <laughs> it's just you going. It's like uh, who? Who is he? <laughs> Just on top of, of like a of a mountain, like oh! I, just, I wake up in a cold sweat. And I'm like, I need to know who that lead in Chicago was. Well, that's Renee Zellweger, the male lead, also beady eyed. Yeah. But, um, uh, the uh, the Mothman Prophecies book. I thought, okay, well, you know, you take these things with a grain of salt because. I, I don't actually think that there are mothmen out there warning us, warning us of pending disasters. But, like, it worked really well in the horror movie. And I thought, okay, so there's probably just some sort of narrative structure at all where this guy goes and visits Point Pleasant and gets involved in this stuff. But uh, I was sorely mistaken to expect that. Because this is just the insane ramblings of a madman. <laughs> and it's just disconnected hearsay stories about strange ufo happenings that are documented only in so far as he says and it's very well documented quite frequently documents are not provided so donald it's trump wrote this book essentially except what's crazy is i get the sense that the guy who wrote it really truly believes all of this it's very very earnest and it's it's kind of harmless it's just it's proving to be a more difficult read than I thought because there's no through line. And like every once in a while he'll reach, like I just read a passage today about how typically UFO sightings. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. I'm almost done with it. There's no fucking Mothman. It's all UFO sightings. 
typically these are the prophecies that were bestowed upon him by the mothman well the 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 mothman prophecies though references the fact that mothman appearances happen in anticipation of tragedy so the theory is that mothman shows up in order to warn us about a tragedy now he doesn't say anything he just hovers around like a fucking and he just you know boom and then a bridge collapses as in mothman prophecies and so it's uh but i mean he just he's not doing anything and uh but he hasn't showed up yet in the book it's just all ufo sightings and like okay so today he was like most ufo sightings happen on wednesdays did you know that well it defies reason but the data shows it and then it's like we collected ufo sightings over the past 10 years from like new jersey uh arizona and texas and it was just like you know monday tuesday thursday friday saturday sunday all had like seven to eight sightings but wednesday had like nine it sounds like he really <laughs> loved the cure yeah <laughs> <laughs> but same, then, then same thing in the in like okay now let's check out texas in texas it was like five on monday six on tuesday eight on wednesday six on thursday five on friday it was like nah, i don't know and so it's just weird things like that where he's like the proof it's incontrovertible and then you're like it's pretty controvertible and and so many oh, times i like, imagine i imagine he's got a big cork board with the u.s map on it with just a, yes. a single thread going from new jersey to texas to arizona and on top of the map it just says wednesday question mark yeah. <laughs> he's like so i was looking to locate all of the ufo and mothman settings but i've discovered something even crazier have you ever heard of outback steakhouse <laughs> they are <laughs> five points five points like the fingers on the fit now and uh that was a little uh, little gangs in new york for you um the the way that he will say things like uh and then the UFO showed up, and it was so, so scary that I forgot that I had my camera with me. Or oh, the course. moment the UFO showed up, it seems as if everybody's cameras and flashlights stopped working. Oh, That's yeah. the powers that the aliens have. And so everything has a... But, and not that I was going into it expecting it to be real, but I was going into it expecting someone to have like accounted it in a real way, and it is just not that at all. And the chapters have these cryptic titles and none of the chapters differentiate from one another because it's just random asides about, I saw a light cresting over the hill and my phone stopped. Oh, no, the phones weren't around then. It was the 60s. My flashlight stopped working. But I, I felt dread. And uh, that's a common thing. People feel dread. It's documented. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that kind of stuff over and over. And I've been finding it entertaining in that degree, but because I'm so disappointed that it's not scratching my itch for, you know, some sort of, if not truthful, but serious accounting would be fun for me. And it's just a... My, my takeaway from this is how, based on what you're telling me, and it's all just this, this disjointed, um, random storytelling in bits and pieces, how do they make a movie about it? Well... Essentially, this guy claims that, because all it is is just a bunch of UFO sightings, so I'm assuming at the end we get into the story, because it's sort of linked in there that when he heard weird things were going on in Point Pleasant, Virginia, with multiple Mothman sightings, he went down to take a look, because as the book is establishing, that is a hotbed of paranormal activity. And then while he was down there, there was a disastrous bridge collapse, Mm. And it seemed as if the Mothman sightings were warning us. And my that. flashlight stopped working. And I was so yes. terrified my camera wouldn't work. And my little beady Richard Gear mm. eyes couldn't quite see what was happening. 
And uh, I felt like Renee Zellweger in that movie. And his, uh, so I, I imagine that's what they do is they just build a story around that concept. Because I, I, last time I saw the movie was in the theater, so I don't remember much. I don't think but I, I think that was the, con- I remember it being all right, but I think that was the concept was he went there to investigate paranormal stuff sort of like skeptically and then found it was bigger than than he could have ever imagined so you know they just turned it into a story it was a bridge too far (laughs) and so i have a question for you though uh you are from like i grew up in south jersey so our local cryptid was the jersey devil or the Leeds child uh not that it was ever a real thing but that's just a thing that came out of it was this haunted demon baby uh, what? Where did you grow up, and did you have anything like that? Upstate New York. Is there anything like that in upstate New York? No, we weren't afraid of anything. We hung out in caves during the winter because it was actually no. warmer in the cave. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It was, no, it was I, uh, 42 degrees in the cave all year long, and in the winter when it was like between 5 and 18 degrees, the, the cave was actually like the Bahamas. It was nice. and, and because we were in high school and we didn't have a place to go do the bad things that high school kids did, we just went into this giant, vast network of caves and, <laughs> and set bonfires and like just did the drugs and drank the drinks. That sounds awesome. It was pretty awesome, but it was goddamn See, scary. The, the uh, caves are huge. Oh, yeah. Caves are scary. Like, you know, cave like, monsters. like Lord of the Rings, when they're running from the, the, the big fiery boy. Yeah, yeah. Like ah, those, somebody's into the whole. Those were big uh, fucking cave. boy nomenclature now. Well, I just Making stole it fun of you. my squirty boys. Yeah, now you're all into it. When you say it, it just sounds so. Ugh, yeah, That's crazy. the idea. That's the whole point. All right. No, I um, but like we did the same thing in the Pine Barrens in Jersey, which is where the Jersey Devil lived, which was mm-hmm. just, you know, hanging out in the woods and smoking and drinking and stuff. But we didn't actually believe that the Jersey Devil was there or were afraid. Is there any, there's nothing, there's no like weird cryptids that were of legend? No, because I was too far south to get into Bigfoot territory. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Like the, the Adirondacks, it was like a light Bigfoot sighting area. Mm. But yeah, for the most part, it was just um, our own inner turmoil and depression that really scared the most of us. Uh, the scariest cryptids of all. Yeah. Mm. You know how it is. Got real there, man. Got real. Yeah. We did it. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything else. I, uh, I'll ask you this then. Have you ever seen anything like a Mothman or an Aliens or anything? Anything you can't explain that you don't necessarily believe is supernatural? I, mean, I, I, see, everything, I see a lot of things I can't explain. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's like every day I wake up, I can't explain that. Um, no, uh, I think... Not that I... Okay, yes. There was this one oh, time yes. where I was on a lake near Syracuse, I think it was Lake Oneida, with a friend brought me on his family summer trip to their lake house, and we're sitting on the dock and just playing guitar and smoking pot. And all of a sudden, this like really bright green light started like coming towards us. This is the, this is the age, be- excuse me, this is the age before drones. I was like maybe 13 or something, but... um we like we saw this big green light come towards get bigger and bigger and bigger in the sky but we could still st- we could still tell it's very far away and it stood there it hung there for like maybe 30 45 seconds and then made an abrupt left and just bolted that's wild so 
that's I didn't really think anything of it until this very moment. But it was nice. definitely an alien. It's been documented. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been documented. Yeah. I felt and dread. My camera wasn't wouldn't work. My flashlight turned off. That's how you know it's legit. Yeah. Those are the signs. I didn't I didn't put the pieces together till now. The only one that I've ever seen, I was driving back. Oh, then from this Asbury. giant guy hang on, sorry, this giant guy dressed as a moth came out and said <laughs> I I told you what happened <laughs> and then ran me into the woods. He's like, I tried to warn you. Is yeah. that you guys have your lights on? It's me, the mothman. Can I go hang out by that light that you have on? The, it's uh, me. That would be great if that's how they catch the Mothman is with, with uh, flashlights. They just turn it on and he comes over like, ooh, 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 light. <laughs> I, uh, the only thing I ever saw that was like unexplainable, and it, it, had a, it has like a weird uh, escalation to it. I was driving back from uh, Asbury Park with the girl that I was dating at the time, and she was actually driving, and I was in shotgun. And there's a long stretch of 195 that is just woods as far as you can see, you know, on either side of the highway. But there's enough distance that you can see, like, above the trees. And, like, way above the trees and way far away was, like, a candy cane-shaped thing. It looked as if a scarf was hung over a clothesline very, very far away, like that kind of. Mm -hmm. But it didn't sway like a scarf. It was completely solid, and it was so far away and so high up that it couldn't have been hanging from anything. It was probably huge to see up close. And so we were driving, and we are looking at it like, man, what is that? That's crazy looking. And as we're looking at it, suddenly she's driving. She goes, whoa, and swerves to the left because on the side of the road, there's a car pulled over, and there's a lady standing like on the line of the shoulder just standing there staring at it. Oh, my God. And we were like, Jesus Christ, what? And so I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't think it was aliens. And I think she was probably just a lady looking at it the way we were looking at it, but just was not so concerned with safety. But the imagery was all there for me to be like, that was fucking aliens, man. But that's crazy. That's all I got. Yeah, you it's almost, weird, you almost, right? You almost killed somebody. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just, I was just riding shotgun. You would have been complicit. But also... She was the bitch that would that would have been like, we gotta bury the body. And I'm like, calm down, we gotta call the cops. And the Jersey Devil would have haunted you for all your days. That's fine. It would give me hope that there's <laughs> something beyond all this. Also, I have seen the Jersey Devil. His name is Martin Brodeur. <laughs> That's a sports joke for all you hockey fans out there. <laughs> Very good goalie. There you go. Well, I guess that's been hot property, Dan. Just uh, go ahead with your plugs. Yeah, I think that's everything. Oh, I do. Do I have to recommend something? Uh, we'll do that after the plugs. Okay. So uh, at Dan Scully, anywhere and everywhere, check out cinema76.com and findy.com where I write. And uh, check out my other podcast, I Like to Movie Movie, where we talk about movies, which also has a YouTube now. And um, you should also check out uh, Dep Impact, another podcast. Uh, that my better half records where she's going through the entirety of Johnny Depp's filmography uh, with a variety of guests. You should check that out as well. I have a comment about that, actually. I find it very funny that instead of going with a low-hanging fruit and doing a pun on a Johnny Depp movie, she went with a movie that Johnny Depp wasn't in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which There's I think a couple great. names that we tossed <laughs> around, and Depp Impact was the one that stuck. Yeah. Um, but it effectively the show is talking about what is Depp's cultural impact yeah so it does end up applying uh, but yeah it's he's not in that movie you are correct he's not in deep impact not but bad. like elijah impact doesn't quite have the same ring to it yeah so you got to just go with it 
Um, follow my dog at BBA underscore the Corgi on Instagram. And that's all I have for my plug. So Dan, what is your recommendation for this week? Uh, my recommendation for this week is something that I have always had in my life, but uh, has now become a much more prominent thing in my life. In fact, I'm about to do it as soon as we're done here. Um, this is a great thing that you can do in quarantine. Uh, pop your mask on and go for a podcast walk. Mm. I recommend podcast walks to anybody and everybody. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's a little bit of a break in a day and you just get like a good long form true crimer. And then you just walk around uh, for about an hour, take it all in as the sun's going down, get a little spooked out. It's the best. I love doing it. I find it weird and a little, um, uh, what's the word? Narcissistic that you're going to listen to our podcast, right? If you recorded it, but that's fine. Um, I mean, so that's, that's, been, a good podcast. that's been hot property. And remember, it's, it's got, got to, to be, be good. good. And, and it, it's it got, got to, to be live. live. I like that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs>